0: Several years ago, the federal government proposed one of its most controversial trucking regulations, requiring speed limiters on most newly built tractor-trailers. But the plan soon died due to a change in presidential administrations. However, late last year, the issue reappeared, and now there are increasing indications the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration or Congress could require truck speed limiters in the not-too-distant future. From PrePass Safety Alliance, the provider of PrePass way station bypass and toll payment services, this is the Eyes on the Road podcast. PrePass also includes informed software for improving safety scores and lowering toll-related costs. Online at prepass.com. I'm Evan Lockridge reporting. If you thought mandatory electronic logs were controversial, then hold on, because you haven't seen nothing yet. When it comes to speed limiters, on one side are groups saying they will improve safety, including reducing truck-involved crashes. On the other side are those claiming speed limiters will result in more crashes by having trucks and four-wheelers driving at different speeds. The bottom line is there is hardly anyone in trucking who doesn't have an opinion about speed limiters. Now, if you think I'm going to weigh in on this argument, let me say this. There is not a big enough collection of 10-foot poles in the world that I'm going to advocate for one side or another. Instead, I'm going to put on my old reporter's hat and talk with someone who can give us some straight and factual information about speed limiters. Before I do, though, let me give you some quick background. The proposal to require speed limiters I mentioned earlier, which basically died, was proposed in 2016 as the Obama administration was wrapping up. When the Trump administration came to office, the issue of speed limiters was taken off the table only to reappear in another form when a proposal surfaced in late 2020 to allow 18- to 20-year-olds to drive trucks interstate. Part of this plan called for requiring them to drive trucks with speed limiters set at 65 miles per hour. With the current Biden administration, many in trucking are acknowledging speed limiters are back under consideration at the FMCSA. Add to this, in 2019, a bill in Congress would have required speed limiters on many tractor trailers. In other words, the idea of requiring speed limiters on trucks has never truly disappeared over the past several years. Now, let's get to our guest. Tom Cuthbertson worked in trucking for 30 years, serving as a telematics expert for trucking technology companies. During this time, he was involved with the Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, as well as the Technology and Maintenance Council, among other organizations. These days, he's retired and joins me on the line from his home in Virginia. Tom, thanks for being here.
1: Well, thanks for having me. I really enjoy doing this kind of thing.
0: Well, to begin with, what exactly is a truck speed limiter? Is it a piece of equipment that's added to a truck? Is it a setting on the engine control module, or ECM for short, or what?
1: Well, it used to be that way, and they didn't work very well. But currently, when you look at all the new model trucks, everything is controlled out of the engine control module. So it's not an additional add-on piece of equipment that you have to worry about calibrating or trying to make sure it's working properly all the time. It's not an external mechanical device. Many fleets already do use speed limiting, and it's all set by the engine control module. So you you set it at a fixed speed to fleet sides, and they may have maybe a three, four, five-mile variance, something small right, to compensate for some unforeseen things. But it's just purely a software setting within the engine control module, a variability in there.
0: And how long have activated speed limiters been in this current form?
1: I would guess you go back because the older version of the engine control module was still in effect pretty well up until 2007. But I think when you get to around 2012 or so, they were more reliable. You know, the settings were there. Like in, as now, we have download over the air capabilities right, to, to adjust the parameters on these things. I think you're you're pretty safe if you go back to maybe 2012.
0: So how do speed limiters affect truck performance, including when trucks are traveling downhill and can pick up extra speed?
1: You know, when these things are put in, right, they're, you know, the newer transmissions, they're set that that, that truck going downhill, just like your vehicle, your car. If you can set cruise control, right, and you have a set of 50 or 60 miles an hour, and you start going downhill, unless you disengage your cruise control, you're going to hold that speed. And the, the transmissions and the torque settings, when they spec vehicles anymore, they're measuring everything, multiple factors at the same time. So you won't really get that freewheeling that we see sometimes in steep grades. Where I think people talk about, you know, I guess it's Interstate 20 and and 81 have some pretty healthy grades and up and down. People are used to seeing trucks. You know, just speeding down the hill. Well, that won't be really be there anymore with that. It's not, there's not a need to do it because of the way these engines and the torque settings and the sensing of, of required torque is in these newer vehicles.
0: Based on your experience, Tom, what do you envision in an FMCSA speed limiter proposal? Would this affect all over-the-road tractor trailers, including older models possibly needing retrofits, or just those from a certain model year forward?
1: Uh, Everything I've seen and and understanding, and even going back and looking at the NPRM, the the Notice of Proposed Rulemaking that FMC put out, I think it was about mid-year 2016, Uh, They're not talking about all old trucks. They're not talking about retrofit. They're talking about 26,000 pounds and more. With that, they're they're not talking about going back and forcing people to retrofit vehicles. Because, you know, our industry has vehicles all over, you know, a big spectrum of years. Right. You know, some of the heavy haulers keep their vehicles. For many years, because of the way the transmissions are to haul, those vehicles wouldn't be subject to this necessarily. But the newer vehicles, you know, that are 26,000 pounds or higher would be the ones that would be affected. Maybe they'd only go back maybe five, six years. I don't know that they'd go back, you know, 10 or 12 years.
0: Tom, if FMCSA comes out with regulations requiring the use of speed limiters in some shape, form, or fashion, how much advance notice do you think they will give for the trucking industry to comply?
1: Well, you know, we've seen regulations come out to have 90 days of effectivity, and we've seen them for six months or one year. By the time they put a final regulation out or it's edicted by regulations, you know, legislation, I think you're you're maybe looking at a nine month for a best guess. And the fact is that, you know, you're not necessarily going to have to bring all the trucks in to do the settings that many of the big OEMs work with the telematics providers now to download parameters over the air and, and get performance information from the vehicles in a two way communication path. So the the fact is that, you know, could it be longer than that? Yeah. Maybe it'll get some pressure and we will have some discussions and, you know, it also depends on, as you well know, when you put out a regulation, you have almost this comment period. And depending on what the comments come back, it could prolong it. But my best guess would be somewhere in that nine months to a year. I don't think it's going to be shorter than that.
0: Let's talk about another area, enforcement. How do you see a speed limiter mandate being enforced? Would this be done at roadside or when there are fleet safety audits? What?
1: I think that it would be extremely difficult to even think about somebody enforcing at roadside for highway patrol or a trooper that's a commercial vehicle inspector to get in the truck and hook into a diagnostic port or something to extract. I don't think that will happen. I've been with CBSA for a good number of years uh with the driver traffic and enforcement and I would see it more being handled from an internal DOT audit showing reports and 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 maybe looking at trucks while they're at the carrier and and examine some things. I don't think that enforcement is going to come any other than a DOT audit internally.
0: Tom, are there any other issues you believe there are with enforcement of a speed limiter mandate that FMCSA will need to hash out either before proposing regulations or making a speed limiter mandate final? Well, I I think some things are,
1: they're going to look at, as, as we well know, when the ELDs came out, they published a new list of severity. For the CSA scores. So, I think what's going to happen is that if somebody does get caught speeding, obviously it's going to be whatever that speeding violation is. But I think the potential exists of maybe severity levels that might indicate that you weren't complying to the regulation for a 65 mile an hour limit for your vehicle. And that severity may be applied. And I'm not, I'm not, I, won't, I want to guess what the severity level would be. But I think there could be an add-on severity beyond the speeding that you that you weren't compliant to the regulation.
0: That's a good point. In your estimation, how likely do you think it will be that we will see some sort of speed limiter mandate from the federal government and when it may happen?
1: I think it would happen. Uh, I think the industry has supported it. Not everybody's gonna, ever going to support a regulation. That never happens. But I think as a whole, people want safer roads. I think it will come out. You know, there's been legislation, I think it was mid-year 2019, to promote the speed limiters. I think ATA as as an industry uh, group, maybe truckload carriers have supported, you know, a speed limiter regulation. So I think the the reality of it is that might come out. Now that we have, you know, new leaders at DOT, I think that might be one that I've seen high potential to be on the agenda to move it forward. I don't. I and you know we talked about this earlier. I don't want to even guess on a date yet because of you know how much it has to change with the administration and people getting comfortable with what's going on. Could it happen in the next two years? Uh, that might be a good guess.
0: Tom, you worked in the trucking industry for more than three decades, and you know that most any time there has been a major change in FMCSA regulations, there is at least one lawsuit to try and stop it. Do you think it's safe to say that when FMCSA finalizes a speed limiter rule, there will be at least one lawsuit opposing it?
1: I think think it will put some, uh, there'll be some big pressure that could turn into a lawsuit, you know, that people will you know, find something that they don't like about it. I've seen it happen before, but how successful it would be, uh, that's that's anybody's guess. But could it happen? Sure. But I I think that the industry as a whole, because it's already been been used by many fleets, um, I'm not sure how successful a lawsuit would be.
0: Tom, any final thoughts about what many believe will be a likely speed limiter mandate for big rigs?
1: Well, I think that people will come out with, it's not letting me make enough money, and it's causing problems and things like that. But if you go back and look at some of the studies, and FMCSA studies are what they are, but I think people that have implemented this kind of thing have also seen savings in fuel. I don't want to sit there and say it's a double-digit percentage savings, and it really depends on where you run, how's the terrain. I mean, if you're running Route 10, it's flat. You might ha- you might see a six or seven percent savings, and if you're running Pittsburgh and Northern Pennsylvania and you know certain parts of you know around Birmingham and things like that, you might not see a, a big percentage. But I think I think with controlled speed, we've seen many studies, whether it's in your own vehicle or it's on commercial vehicles, that you can see a fuel savings. And with the fuel savings, sometimes there's there's other maintenance enhancements that maybe you're not burning tires as much. Maybe you're saving a little bit more on on your maintenance cycle. So I think there's some positives with some of this. But is is it going to be the same the normal discussion about one size fits all? No, it's not going to be that way, and nobody's going to view it that way. But I think there there's those potentials of savings for carriers that implement them and monitor them the right way.
0: That is Tom Cuthbertson, retired trucking telematics expert. Tom, great thanks for your time. All right. Great. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And that will do it for this edition of the Eyes of the Road podcast presented by PrePass Safety Alliance. Remember, you can listen to previous editions of this podcast through your favorite podcasting service or on the PrePass website at prepass.com. There you will also find our blog about the latest developments in trucking. Plus, you can visit the resource library about ways you can save time and money in your trucking operation. Remember to follow PrePass on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm Evan Lockridge. Thank you for listening, and remember to keep your eyes on the road.